I should have remembered Zion. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kids ministry director talk about raising a Christ-centered family. We're not sure we know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Today we're talking about the case for Jesus camp, not the movie, like going to camp for Jesus. I don't want to tell you who to do your job, but welcome back. This is Joel. I'm here with my wife. We haven't done it in like two weeks. Should we start over? I'm sorry. Welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. My name is Kathleen. And I am here with my husband. You forgot who you were here with? <laughs> Joel. So this week, what will we be talking about? This week, we are talking about the case for Jesus Camp. The idea, not the movie Jesus Camp, which actually is a pretty interesting movie. The actual camp. But how immersive Christian experiences like VBS, summer camp, and Christian conferences and retreats can alter the trajectory of your walk with God. But before we get into that, how you doing? It's the weekly check-in. This is where we weekly check-in. Uh, check-in with your family. Check-in with my family. I feel like I always try to make it really natural, and then you always, like, do, like, the... Lo- you should have, like, a form... What is that? A soundbite of you <laughs> saying it, because you sound the same every single week Either when you way, do it. Everybody turn to your spouse to check-in with them, see how they're doing. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I did training all week this week, oh, yeah. where I conduct training for employees and it just wears me right out but i can't complain because those of you that follow us on facebook already know how kathleen's doing hey kathleen how you doing it feels like running vbs at 34 is different than running vbs at 30 um i got through the week i i had to power through on friday but on saturday i took a long nap on sunday i took a long nap Yesterday, you last took a night, <laughs> I fell asleep before nine, nine o'clock. No, 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 no. You didn't just fall asleep before nine o'clock. You fell asleep on the floor in the boys' room yeah, while was, you were putting them to bed. Well, to be fair, Levi was checking my hair every like three minutes to make sure I was still laying there. Um, and so I fell asleep, but then I like really fell asleep. I got up like at nine, it was 9 47 and I because I just checked the time and I took a shower. And brushed my teeth and got back into bed and went right back to bed. Like in I fell defense, back asleep. I will say you got up and walked in and said, should we, should we, we record? record? <laughs> and I was like, no, honey. You're you getting a bed. better version of me today. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, this side of uh, VBS, um, I think that, that that VBS was the best thing I've ever executed as a professional adult human being. Um, it was fantastic. The kids had a lot of fun. A lot yeah, of great. the like work we've been doing over the last year and a half of like the groundwork for making the whole ministry better really showed and paid off in this event uh, more than it has before. And I'm really happy with how everything went down. But I'm like, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still not recovered from it. 
Like I will forever so be tired. tired because of this week of my life. Someday we'll recover. I hope. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Yeah. I think I might have actually Although, taken years off my life. I'm emotionally tired and now physically tired because we are trying to put in a deck in the backyard. So there's a trench in our backyard that I dug and, oh, I'm too old for this. Yeah, you are. I mean, you're really getting old. I mean, you are old. You okay, are this old. bit is getting old. Yeah, you're old. Speaking of EBS, it really, you know, I, I spend a week and I witness the growth in the kids and in the teenage leaders and in the adult leaders and in myself. The topic today was that based on the fact that that's just worth looking at what happened in a week and what has happened to us in different experiences that are similar. They obviously make a difference in our Christian journey. And I don't think we spend enough time reflecting on how important these experiences are. Yeah, you spend one hour a week. Realistically, if you're doing a good job, you spend two, three hours a week at church amongst God's people. Mm hmm. So that's 100. 100 hours a year, let's and that's, say. And that is high. That's assuming yeah. you don't go on vacation and that it's assuming that you're, you have a small group every week or something. Yeah. Like 100 so hours a week. if you do one work week at a retreat, that's half a year right there. Yeah. Like you just packed into one week of just focusing on this being with everybody. And you're like, well, does it really work that way? But honestly, it kind of does. It certainly can. It, um, if you're it, that focused time, um, maybe it doesn't translate. Obviously, you're not building a you know, community the way you are when you're attending worship or in your small group or whatever. But there is this something to that intense experience and that immersive experience that can be a really life changing thing. Mm -hmm. And actually have has been a life changing th thing, I think, for both of us in different instances. So looking at adult retreats, summer camp, so that's family camp and kids camp solo, and um, a VBS style at church day camp, um, what do these experiences all have in common? One, they're immersive. Two, they're relationship building between you and the people that you attend with or attend in close proximity to. And the third thing is that they unite the body of Christ because almost all of them require churches to come together to make the event happen or to attend the event. So looking at those three a little bit deeper, that immersiveness is what we were talking about with that. Just like straight up hours spent is huge at these events. Yeah. A VBS is going to run you 15 hours. Um, a, an adult retreat, maybe like two eight hour days, that's 16 hours. Um, a summer camp, like family camp, if you're going for five days or four days and you're with God's people for four days where well, that's we're talking 20 hours a day yeah. yeah well it's not 20 hours a day but let's say it's 10 hours a day camps. so 40 hours that's half your year um it's a lot of time mm -hmm. and it be, can be kind of a hard thing to make the decision to hand over that time to this kind of experience um but if you look to psalm forty six ten, and that's that be still and know that i am god and i think it's just focusing on that be still like stop your life and Focus on the reality of God and God's grace and God's uh, magnificence and use your time, devote your time to him. Um, that's what these experiences are. Taking a time out from life to immerse yourself in a Christian community. Yeah. Just spending that actual time, actually doing the job, actually being around the people. It, it just is so different than 
going for an hour on Sunday where you kind of talk to people afterwards. Well, it's already, that's already a part of your plan. And this mm-hmm. is a matter of like taking your plan and throwing it out the window and replacing yeah. your plan with this priority. And just going somewhere where you're going to focus, where the expectation is that you will focus on this thing. It's not even and, like, and everybody else is too. Yeah. Like everyone expects we're going to focus on Jesus, relationship, Christian leadership, whatever your thing. I mean, if it's family campus, just we're going to focus on spending time our together. relationships yeah. and, but we're immersed in it. We're, we're neck deep in it and everybody expects us to be. It's not like on a regular day where hopefully you live out your faith, but you're not always surrounded by people who automatically expect we're going to be focusing 100% on this. And we also have the model from the Bible of Jesus needing time away, um, time to be still, time to be by himself and to be with God. Um, and so Jesus took that time away from his work to refocus himself on God. Um, and actually, one of the things I like about the Bible is uh, that Jesus, like, every once in a while was like on the way to, or was like in the middle of and gets interrupted by kingdom work, um, which is exactly what happens to us. And it's like, no, no, that's reality. You take the time, you set it aside, you make it a priority. And then when somebody comes to your feet and it's like, we need to be fed, you feed them. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like that model is right there in the Bible. Um, The second thing that comes in every single one is that relationship building aspect. Um, And that is really like, we kind of talked about this in the travel one. Um, when when you spend time away from your normal life with other people out of your routine, it is inherently intimate and it builds that intimacy between you and other people. Yeah. We went to Disneyland with some fat friends and I think we're like much better friends now. <laughs> yeah. But when you we crank didn't really it up. We didn't even spend that much. Like we, they were very casual about, oh yeah, no, we're going to go this way. You guys go off that way. And just having that common goal, uh, that common experience that we were having, four days just kind of shoved together, I think it built that relationship and a lot. That's just a regular travel relationship. So then take that exact same experience. And when you amp it up with, we're going to grow spiritually together in the situation, or we're going to grow as leaders together in the situation, or we're going to focus on Jesus together, we're going to pray together. Then it's like you're taking that experience and you're just turning up the volume to like 10. Um, so that relationship or building to 11. 11 just gets accelerated in a way that it can't be done in any other experience. We are supposed to do this with the people that we are doing church with. Um, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I mean, obviously this is like could be applied to just attending worship and living church together. But it's Just like, it's that whole thing is that you are turning it up when you're um, yeah. devoting special, special time to it. Really amping up the dosage, as it were. And we help each other to grow in these situations, too. Um, if you look to Proverbs 27, 17, I loved this visual um, when it popped up. The iron sharpens the iron and one man sharpens another. Um, when you go through these experiences where you're redevoting yourself and rejuvenating yourself in a spiritual way and you do it with somebody else, um, it's with a much more critical eye than if you were doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to stir one another up. Yeah. Hebrews 10.24, right? Stir one another. Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. I love when the Bible gets sassy. What's, as is the habit of some. Hebrews is so not sassy. Not to mention any Hebrews names. Hebrews is so sassy. 
Brandon, right? Like You can't say a name of a person we know. I mean, he's a three-year-old, but... I just picked a random name. Well, out. you picked the brand name of a three-year-old that we were just telling a story about. Well, you want me to rewind and edit nope, this out? I want you to leave this, this in. This is all staying in. <laughs> um, and all, all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is just that whole thing of like, this is mutual encouragement. And that is so one of the main purposes of these retreats and these uh, camps and everything is to just be like, yep, we're doing this together. And speaking of doing this Christian thing together, the third thing, in addition to it being immersive and relationship building with the people you attend with, is that it is a, a event that unites the body of Christ. Um, we are not meant to live a Christian life alone. And God gave us our church so that we don't have to do it alone. But in the same way, our church was given the church so that we wouldn't have to do it as a church alone, like the big church, the body of Christ, the all of the pieces working together. Yeah, we're not we're not creatures who are meant to be alone. We're we're designed to be part of a group. That's what we are. We're herd animals. We're part of a body and we're all different. We need to see where we fit. Sometimes it means getting together. And so that if you look at Romans 12, 4 through 8, uh, for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proposition to our faith, in service in our serving, the one who teaches who is teaching, the one who exhorts who is exhor- uh, in his exhortion, and the one who contributes in generosity and the one who leads with zeal, the one who acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Just like within our church, we all have people who serve in certain ways based on their gifts and their calling from God. Um, there are different churches that serve uh, the kingdom of God in different ways. Some may serve a small congregation um, who are older, and some may serve a huge congregation who are newer converts. We are all playing a role, and um, all of those work together. And that especially happens at these big conferences. You can kind of see the way the body is moving and working together. And you can get ideas, I guess, is kind of word. Like you can see what other styles, other systems, other peoples looks like and steal what you like and give what you have that's worth giving. So that takes us to our first category of these uh, Jesus camps, which is adult Christian retreats. Adult camp. Yay. So my first experience of this happened two and a half years ago. Our pastor put in a trust fund request and we got to go on this big fancy trip to San Diego to go to the sticky church conference in at North coast um, in San Diego. And I was like excited because I um, am a relatively new Christian. I had never seen church done in any way besides a medium sized white mainline church. (laughs) Um, And I thought that that was really important and the way we did things was really important and that it was the only really good way and valid way to do things. And my yeah, I'm with you so far. My world was blown up by this conference. <laughs> um, so, I they they like hardcore radicalized me. Not because I think we need to be super uh, different than we do need to be super different than the way we were, but that there's nothing valid about our mainline roots. Um, but I thought that it was the only way, and I was so wrong, and I gained so much by seeing the way church is done by other people and learning from people um, who have more experience than I do. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. It's, 
there's a lot of stuff out there and some of it is different than the way you do it. And some of the things you do are important and you shouldn't change them. And some of them are just window dressing and maybe they don't work anymore. It made me see everything that was not Jesus as expendable. Um, Every tradition, every song, every event, every Everything that was not of Jesus was completely expendable. That was what I walked away with. And I have been driving people crazy with this truth since then, since I saw that it did not have to be done a certain way and that that was not what was important. Um, Mm -hmm. I read through Mark pretty soon after this, and that was all I could read in Mark was, you guys are doing it wrong. You are focused on the wrong things. It's like coming out of a... Yeah, I think doing it wrong is... Not what you mean. You're, right. You're not doing you it wrong. You are focused, focused on, the on the wrong things. things. You are holding on to things that are not about God. And I, I literally, we drove from um, San Diego to our first Disney trip with our kids right after this. And so it was only like an hour, hour and a half drive. And I remember just basically shaking with energy being mm-hmm. like, like this was so worldview changing. Um, this was so ministry changing. I literally went back to the church and said, we have to close down for like three weeks while we figure out what we're going to do for going forward, because we cannot continue to be yeah. the way we are. And we did, we have changed an, a ton since then. Not enough for some people. Well, I, but I think the lesson learned, and I think it's an important lesson. It's one I need to learn a lot over and over again, that the color of the vestments is not that important. Does does the color of the cloth on the altar match the season we're in liturgically? That's it's fine. Not, that's not Jesus. If you want to do that, that's okay. But if that's getting in the way of the Jesus work, if that's getting in someone's way, if that's getting between someone and the cross behind the altar, mm-hmm. burn the vestments. Yeah. Get rid of them. And they I, don't matter. I could have never seen that, but but becoming part of the bigger body of Christ and opening my eyes to what else is out there. Um, it was also going into the other ones, um, relationship building in terms of our, um, we went as a staff. Um, so we experienced to different degrees. I, this was honestly the biggest deal to me. A lot of the other people had more exposure to other stuff than I did. It is always fun to like see things anew through your eyes. Yeah, because everything was new and I was like, whoa. And the truth is like, I didn't love the worship there, um, but I saw that worship could be different and I didn't love um, just certain different things, but I saw that they could be different and done effectively differently. Um, Another, I I went also to um, the renewal conference here in the Sacramento area and it's for kids and kids pastors and preschool teachers and people who teach at religious schools. And I loved that and was absolutely floored by that. But my favorite part of that um, was the worship Um, because it, and it taught me something about worship and worshiping with these people that had the same kind of heart that I did and had the same role in the kingdom that I did. Yeah. Their worship was pretty bumping and it was good, but being with all of those people and feeling the heart of worship um, with all of those people, it couldn't be replicated at any other type of conference. And okay, not all of the conferences you go to are going to be fireworks and excitement. We've been to some. <laughs> you and I went to one particular that was, I don't want to say sad. It was so sad. 
It was so sad. They were trying so hard. <laughs> but it was very enlightening. I'm just going to say, without pointing out exactly what conference it was, is that in contrast to the one that opened me up to the wider body of Christ, this one was a little bit more close to home. And even though I took nothing legitimate away from it, I learned so much about my own position in the kingdom of God. And, the, and it was more focused on helping a specific type of church do technology stuff. I think a good lesson that we got from that was the conferences aren't always going to give you and feed you and feed you a lot like your worship service. Sometimes what you bring in and what you do and how you put into the conference is going to determine what you get out of it. That was such a beautiful, positive spin on what I was going to say. But yes, that is true. The last one I wanted to talk about is we went to uh, the Catalyst Conference down in Southern California. This was a specifically for young leaders in your church. I don't know how we got there. Well, in a mainline church, we are young. Isn't that adorable? Um, but anyway, um, we went and I will say the it was a great conference. It was it was great. I took a lot away from it. I remember a lot. I learned a lot of new personalities. It was the first time we saw Bob Goff. Oh, there's that Catholic guy that's really good too that we saw. I um, just heard like a lot of no, I know him now. Something Oni. He's very. He was very good. I love. I'm tagging Bob Goff in this. Bob Goff can be a guest on our thing. Yes, I'm. I'm asking. Um, so it was, it was really great. Um, but honestly, the most memorable part of it is it was the first time many of us had been away from our small children. Um, we sat around a fire at night. Um, we don't drink, but a bottle of wine was like passed around. Everybody <laughs> a was of relaxed. Wine that appeared from somewhere. No, I know where it appeared from. Um, but we spent time, um, reflecting on the day together and not even that just getting to know each other because, and we were immersed in God's people. We were there for the purpose of growing. Um, we may not have been growing in that moment, but just that shared purpose and that time together was important. And it is the thing that I remember the most about going. So Joel, tell me about camp that I missed out on as a kid. You didn't go. I mean, I went to, I went to summer camps. And actually, I went to a Christian summer camp, but I don't remember it very well. I went to the Center California Lutheran summer camp for a number of years. It was Lutheran Outdoor Ministries. Uh, they had a... Ooh, sounds yeah. sounds riveting. It was so fun. They had a beach camp and like a mountain camp, and they had Shalom Camp for the preteens. What did they call that? It was Shalom Camp. It stood for something. We called it Sharing Hormones at Lutheran Outdoor Ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh a girl got pregnant one year. So, Jiminy Christmas. We tried not to, but it was kind of the same thing, but newer. It was for me, because I hadn't experienced those types of things before. And I grew up in a small town that was. How, how long were you at camp? A week. Okay. That's very immersive. That's yeah. a long time away. But the, the town I grew up in was predominantly Christian. <laughs> But they it were, has like 3,000 people and like 45 churches. I don't know how they all sustain themselves. You done? Yep. Blows my mind. It was predominantly Christian, but they were all kinds of different types. And most of the kids in my like cohort weren't Lutheran. And then going off and being around a group of other like young Lutherans was, it was fun. And I had a couple of years where friends came with and 
kind of being like, oh, yeah, no, this is cool. This thing you do. It's not all your dad yelling at us. It's <laughs> like also fun. And there's a lot of really dumb memories. But even those like silly memory, like you build those relationships with people. You you spend a week in a tent with someone. That's more time than you spend with that person for months and months. Yep. Or just immersed among God's people singing campfire songs. But like religious campfire religious songs. Religious campfire like Pharaoh, songs. Pharaoh and stuff. Reading. Like they would read. We always had Bible studies. We'd read scriptures. They'd always pray before things and after things. We learned new prayers. Like those kind of things that just make it part of your life that, and just kind of drill it in. What I like to imagine is that it normalizes. I didn't want to say normalize. Well, that's the whole thing is that it you normalizes live. normalizes the when dominant culture of our the, society. When, I know. I get what you're saying. But when you live in the world, I mean, to be fair, I get what you're saying. It's the dominant culture. But in my experience, I cannot even name an overtly Christian kid from my yeah. elementary school well, class. Well, even in a small, predominantly Christian town, because not everybody is the same kind like you didn't have a whole lot of conversations about it mm -hmm. you didn't like we didn't do deep theological conversations a lot because they lead to deep theological fights and we were high schoolers and so they were very that might have been your problem because there you was not a, a lot of theology combative there high was schooler. not a lot of deep yeah it was a lot of fights but also it just because it wasn't something we all had exactly the same we didn't all go to the same church on Sunday so we didn't really like have that common experience to discuss on Monday mm -hmm. yes so you just, I see I hear what you're saying you just kind of fell into the background. Let's let's apply the same thing to our kid. Um, I like the idea of sending him somewhere away where he's at Period. camp. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, where uh, I'm just thinking of the older one right now because that's obviously who's going to be the first to go. Where the people around him are Christians he doesn't know. Um, like I get that when you're in kindergarten, you're one of like four, uh, like obviously Christian kids of the the 24 in your class, maybe. But when you go to camp, you'll see like, oh, this is a thing that other people are like me. And I'm not a weirdo. I'm not unusual in this way. In it, this way. But yeah, no, very much in this way. Um, but the one thing I will say that I would definitely do different than your experience is I do not think I would send. Oh, this is hard. I don't think I would send my kid to a church or to a, cha a camp um, that was denomination specific. Interesting. Because the theology doesn't get that deep anyway. Mm. You still, you then you have to be careful. You have to do a lot more research. Yeah, or you just prepare some your, camps. You prepare the your kid. It's pretty specific. You that is true. But like I think of like running VBS, right? You could come from any tradition and come to our VBS and not be and be welcome and happy there, and and the theology would not run afoul of anything that what that was presented. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty mild theology the from question, my perspective. Though. Yeah, I'm curious. Hey. Guys, get back to us about what you think on that, because I kind of want to know what everyone else thinks, because I haven't thought of that. We will have to discuss it, and we'll get back to you when Dane goes to camp and tell you what we decided. Yeah. Okay, so that takes us over to VBS, um, Vacation Bible School. If you are not familiar with the lingo, I can tell you the first time I ran a VBS, wasn't super familiar with the lingo, had never been to a VBS or seen a VBS before in my entire life. So VBS, at least in our neck of the woods, is a three-hour, four to five-day day camp type thing. And I will say as somebody who runs one, it is very immersive because <laughs> it takes over my life for literally half the year. I like that you said my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
it takes over the life of me and all of the people who love me for literally half a year. And some people who don't know you or don't like you. <laughs> but I will say, in addition to that, our kids do an hour with me at Kids Church um, on Sundays. The average kid makes it two to three, which actually I think ours is pretty good that way. But I'm going to say average when we really include all of the kids. It's more like two. Um, so we're talking 25 hours in a year. Um, when we do a 12-hour VBS, that is half a year of time focused on worship um, and lessons about yeah. God, Bible stories, um, missional. Just being around church Yep, people, being around church, being physically on the church, church campus. You can be. Um, that is the definition of immersive. And everything about more so, I would say, than a Mount Cross situation or a um, family camp situation, uh, VBS is all about God. Mm-hmm. Um, every single, it's kind of annoying. You're like doing something and they're like, and Jesus, um, because th- that they're really, they're really like trying to stuff their brains with it. And by they, I mean me, I'm really trying to stuff their brains with it as much as I can in the time that I have them. Um, and it's so, f- it can be so fun. I'm sure there are lame VBSs, but like, I've been to a few. I, I believe you, but, but none of them were that bad. The, I mean, it's still fun. You're not, a kid. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn. I feel like mine have all been fun. But I've also heard of like churches that I didn't really know how to good kids program or whatever that still people go to their VBS and like it was amazing because it was because they are inherently fun if you have decent curriculum and a decent plan. Well, and you're you're all there for one purpose and one goal. All the volunteers are there focused on that one thing together. And, right. And anytime you have even if it's a bad plan, if you all have a plan and we're all marching towards it. It build. There's energy there. There's a funness there. There's something there that is worth being a part of. And and this kind of like takes us into there's like really two categories of of people here. There's the kids attending. Um, I think it's important for the kids attending. They're going to hear a simple version of the gospel, which means even if they're attending like their kids church or their Sunday school or whatever they have on a weekly basis, if they're hearing about Ananias or whatever, it's like okay, that's great and all, but once a year or twice a year, the kids should hear the truth of the gospel in the clearest and most um, like unfuzzy terms that they could possibly hear it. And VBS accomplishes that. On that same note, there are the people who are serving in VBS um, who, first of all, I think that it is as immersive and as life-changing of an experience for the people who serve as it is for the people who attend. Mm -hmm. It's also a very clear statement of the gospel. It's like, well, what am I supposed to take away? God is good, you know, like, yeah. you know, like it. Well, that- and also when, when life is scary, God is good. And then that leads to your five-year-old yelling at a random person in a parking lot after they got scared of something saying, I should have remembered Zion the lion. It was actually sad. And he didn't say the lion. He just yelled at a random person. One of our, our Bible points was when life is sad, God is good. Dane got um, out of some practice the other day was very sad. Something happened. He like choked on water or, or whatever it was. I let him get out early. We started walking home and he was telling me he should have remembered that when life is sad, God is good. And the Bible buddy that goes with its group publishings, VBS is Zion the lion. And he um, is walking by another parent who has no context for anything that has happened so far and turns to her and kind of yells, I should have remembered Zion. And I was like, ah, we need some context for this. But the truth is, it's stuck. He knows even the, our three-year-old that did not attend VBS knows which animal goes with which Bible point. And these ones were so applicable. Like when life is sad, when life is scary, when life changes, or when life is unfair. We have been using them over and over and over again. So it's been put your kids in VBS, 
pretty much anywhere. You're pretty much safe. Um, some of them are crazy. They're like enrolling your kids at a mojo dojo water park, whatever. Some of them are more like ours. I think ours is um, great for relationship building. It's mm-hmm. great for hearing the gospel. It makes the kids feel more important because it's a little bit more intimate. But there's also great programs. Just anywhere you live, almost there's great VBS programs. The other thing I want to make a plug for is serving in VBS, not just because it's personally helpful to me, but because I feel like, first of all, it's most people's favorite thing to do. Once they've decided to take the week off work or um, decide to devote three hours or four hours a day to doing it as a teenager, um, it is so rewarding. It is so fun. You build the relationship, not just with each other, but between you and the kids. And you do it all in the name of glorifying God. But Kathleen, I'm too busy. I have too much to do. I just bought a cow. I just married a wife. I cannot come. So, so not with just regard to serving in VBS, but taking the time off work to go to an adult Christian retreat or go to family camp with your camp or drive your kid to summer camp. Um, all of them, are, are they require you to stop your life and mm-hmm. to focus on God. Um, and it just, I'm just going to read Luke 10, 38 through 40. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. And um, I don't have the rest of it, but spoiler is Jesus is like, nope, Mary's got it right. And um, yeah, be Mary, be Mary. And that means Take the time away, even if you're doing, and that's the thing I think it's hard, especially in ministry. I'm doing kingdom work, whether I'm caring for mm-hmm. my kids or whether I'm doing my ministry job. Um, we're all doing great things in the world. We're, we're all just keeping our head above water. Why can't that be the important thing? And Jesus is like, because that's not the yeah. important thing. I'm the important thing. Every once in a while, you need to take time away from your regular life and go sit at the feet of Jesus with your friends and fellow members of the family of God. All right, now let's get to everyone's favorite segment. So that came up. Okay, so I have like an entire notes app of things that have come up. And I would say that it's been over the last two weeks since recorded. But weirdly, they all came up in like the same one hour session. He's Um, a special boy. So I was reading him Harry Potter. We were reading... Um, not anything about the Dursleys at all. We're in the middle of Order of the Phoenix. The Dursleys have been long gone. Um, but Dane asked, in uh, in the last book, did the Dursleys turn nice? And I was like, I always give him the spoilers because he's five and it's hard enough for him to follow along um, without the spoilers. So I was like, oh yeah, well, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, I was like, Dudley turns nice, but not his aunt and uncle. And he goes, but don't they know about God? <laughs> Don't they know about God? And I, Don't they know? If they, he said, if they knew about God, they couldn't help but be nice. And I was like, he's got it. Yeah. I, well, and I, so I said, I was like, that's why it's important that we tell people about God because then they might not know. But I was just like, whew. Yeah. All right. He's, he's got it down pat. I mean, he knows what he needs to know. He should have remembered Zion and people who are having a hard time just got to get some Jesus. All right, wife, press out. Lord, thank you for an amazing week of uh, VBS this last week. You did everything. You sent us in the right direction in every possible way. You brought us the kids. Your word was 
heard loudly and all of it came from you. And we just praise you and thank you for showing up and being there and being a part of that. Um, I pray for each and every person um, that's listening to this podcast and whose kids may benefit from special time where they are still and uh, acknowledging your presence and your love. Help them to find opportunities where they can get away and focus on you, whether it be at, um, as adults or as kids alone or all together as a family. Um, help us to find those opportunities and give us the courage to pursue them. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos Pod at gmail.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.